And suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds of the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled. Who can this be that even the winds of the sea obey him? afternoon and good morning wherever you're at in the world i am jason your co-host with god and jesus christ at my side because they are the ones in charge they are the host with the most they are at the captain's chair they're at the wheel and they are steering this ship through these crazy waters in the storm in which we call life so welcome to his hard line for episode 510 we will be doing a reading out of genesis chapter 33 and then we'll get into a little summary, and then we'll close out the show in prayer, and then we'll continue on to the next show. So today is Friday, April 14th, 2023. It would be Friday, April 14th, 2023. You know, I got my days all mixed up, I swear, because I had one day off, which was yesterday, and I swear, like, that was my only day off, so I keep thinking, like, today is, like, a Sunday for some reason. I, I'm just still baffled that this is a Friday. Um, now a little, just a quick little, uh, update or a little, not really update, but just a, maybe a little bit of a warning. So tomorrow there is a possibility. I'm not sure yet. There is a possibility. There won't be any podcast tomorrow. And the reason is, is I got selected, uh, along with another driver to go down to Indianapolis. I have to pick up a couple of new trucks. Um, our fleet, uh, that I drive for. We've been having a lot of bad luck with uh, 
our trucks that we use. And anyways, typically what the company, the company I work for, what they usually do is we drive these trucks to about 500,000 miles. And then once they hit 500,000, we trade them out, get rid of them. They sell them while there's still some sort of value to them. And then they go and buy brand new trucks. Well, ever since the COVID con happened and the supply chain issues and everything that happened and occurred because of that, we've been running these trucks ragged. I mean, we've been running these trucks up to eight, 900,000, almost a million miles. And when you get to about a million miles, Destry probably knows, you know, typically you need to kind of do a rebuild on some of these motors, especially these cheaper Kenworths that we run. They're crap. So anyway, um, so that's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. I have to drive down to Indianapolis with a coworker of mine and um, we're going to go pick up a couple of new brand new trucks. So it's going to be quite, quite exciting. I, of course, along with my night driver that I'm partnered with, we already got the first new truck and I got to say, I'm quite pleased with it. Um, it's got a lot of cameras on it. I feel like big brother's always watching me. So we went from one camera that's facing me and the you know front of the truck. And now we got side mirror cameras. So that's pretty cool. I'm excited for that. So, um, you know, you know, I like being watched, you know, so it's all good. But anyway, so we're going to get right into the reading here. And then, uh, cause like I said, for the sake of time, I like to try to be a little bit more punctual and more to the point with these shows. Um, oh, and a little update with the whole Robin extravaganza that happened the other night. Um, yeah. So apparently I guess because we have black curtains for the downstairs, uh, basement windows and the Robin apparently thought. This is something that my father-in-law was enlightening us to. The Robin must have seen its reflection in the window. And because it's got a black, you know, uh, curtain, it sees a pretty good reflection of itself. So it was fighting with it, I guess, apparently, because the Robins are starting to mate. Um, we were just kind of seeing that just a little bit ago while we're eating dinner at the dinner table. And we're seeing a couple of Robins go to town. And it's like, oh, well, that's nice while we're eating dinner. Um, but yeah, I guess they fight too. So it was quite the mess that I had to clean up um, bird poo everywhere on my window, on my AC unit. I was like, "Ugh, I'm like, this is lovely. So anyway, I, that's what I guess I what's what I found out. So, OK, so today we are reading Genesis chapter 33 and I'm reading out of the New American Standard Bible. I'm not going to be reading out of the you know, old English. Cause the other day, man, we had like, what was it? 54 or 53 different verse, you know, verses in one chapter. It was so long. I struggled through all the old English. I struggled guys. So I, I'll do that once in a while if it's like a shorter chapter, but I don't know if I can do it for like 55 verses. That was just too much for my little brain to comprehend and to regurgitate. Okay. So Genesis chapter 33, New American Standard Bible. Excuse me, not the New American Standard Bible. New American Bible Revised Edition. Excuse me, I misspoke. New American Bible Revised Edition. I thought I had that situated here. You know, go figure. I'm not getting myself. Oh, I did have it. See, I had it up and then it went away. Hold on, guys. Oh, it's been one of those days. It's been one of those days. I hope everybody's having a good Friday, though, and you got a good weekend uh, planned coming right up. Uh, where are we at? There we go. That's the version that I want. Hold on. I thought I had this all situated. Apparently, I didn't. Shame on me for not double, triple checking. Come on. Oh, this is very frustrating. There we go. Okay. Now we're in business. New American Bible, Revised Edition, Chapter 33. 
again, this is, if you remember, Jacob is about, you know, to meet his brother Esau. And he wasn't sure a couple chapters ago if he was still going to be PO'd at him, for lack of a better term. And he wasn't sure exactly what he was going to be meeting, you know, meeting up with. You know, he wasn't sure if his brother's going to want to kill him because he took the blessing from his, you know, father fraudulently, his blind father. So, um, so we're going to see what goes on here. So this chapter is fairly shorter, only 19 verses. And this is how it reads. Jacob looked up and saw Esau coming and with him 400 men. So he divided his children among Leah, Rachel, and the two maidservants. Putting the maidservants and their children first, Leah and her children next, and Rachel and Joseph last. He himself went on ahead of them, bowing to the ground seven times until he reached his brother. Esau ran to meet him, embraced him, and flinging himself on his neck, kissed him as he wept. Then Esau looked up and saw the women and children, and he asked, Who are these with you? And Jacob answered, They are the children with whom God had graciously favored your servant. Then the maidservants and their children came forward and bowed low. Next, Leah and her children came forward and bowed low. And lastly, Joseph and Rachel came forward and bowed low. Then Esau asked, What did you intend with all those herds that I encountered? And Jacob answered, It was to gain my Lord's favor. Esau replied, I have plenty, my brother. You should keep what is yours. No, I beg you, Jacob, or said Jacob, if you will do me the favor, accept this gift from me, since to see your face is for me like seeing the face of God, and you have received me so kindly. Accept the gift I have brought you, for God has been generous towards me, and I have an abundance. Since he urged him strongly, Esau accepted. Then Esau said, Let us break camp and be on our way. I will travel in front of you. But Jacob replied, As my Lord knows, the children are too young, and the flocks in the herds that are nursing are a concern to me. If overdriven for even a single day, the whole flock will die. Let my Lord then go before his servant while I proceed more slowly at the pace of the livestock before me and at the pace of my children until I join my Lord in Seir. Esau replied, Let me at least put at your disposal some of my people who are with me. But Jacob said, Why is this that I am treated so kindly, my Lord? So on that day Esau went on his way back to Seir, and Jacob broke camp for Sakoth. There Jacob built a home for himself and made booths for his livestock. That is why the place was named Sekoth. Jacob arrived safely at the city of Shechem, which is the land of Canaan. And when he came from Padam Aram, he encamped in the sight of the city. And the plot of the ground of which he had pitched his tent, he brought for a hundred pieces of money. From the descendants of Hamar, the father of Shechem, he set up an altar there and invoked El, the God of Israel. And that is the reading of Genesis chapter 33, verses 1 through 19. Like I said, it was a very, fairly short chapter. So as we kind of venture over on the BibleRef.com, let's kind of see what summary they have for us over here. So what does Genesis chapter 33 mean? So Jacob made an extensive preparation to meet his estranged brother, Esau. And as he recorded in the prior chapter, 
After all the waiting and wondering, the moment has finally arrived and Esau has come. Will he bring violence or will he bring peace? And so Jacob makes one last minute strategic choice before approaching his brother. And he arranged his family into at least three distinct groups with some space between them. He places his two servant wives and their children at the front of the line. (laughs) And next he places Leah and her children. And then finally, he places his beloved Rachel and Joseph. Now, given that Jacob is going to approach Esau first, that is not a cowardly act at all, actually. And what it does, however, is show Jacob's open favoritism since Rachel and Joseph will have the easiest path of escape in case Esau became becomes aggressive. Now, Jacob then moves to the front of this position or procession, excuse me, this procession, and he begins heading toward Esau. But slowly, he stops seven times to bow low to the ground on the way. Now, finally, the moment comes. Esau does not draw a sword, but instead he runs to Jacob. He throws his arms around his brother and he kisses him. And both men weep at the reunion. I mean, I can't imagine what they both must have felt at that moment. I mean, if, 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 if Esau would have kept that kind of grudge for that many years, I mean, that would have to have been a very hardened heart. But like I said, both men weep at the reunion. They are you know, reconciled, at least despite all Jacob did to Esau 20 years ago. And then Esau notices and asked about Jacob's wives and children. And they approach each group in turn, and themselves they bow before Esau, treating him as a prince or a lord. Now they make for an impressive group as arranged before, and Jacob would have introduced them in order of the pref- uh, in the order of preference, saving his favored wife and son for last. Now Esau asked Jacob about all the company that came before, referring to Jacob's massive gift of goats and sheep, camels, cows, donkeys, 550 animals in total. And so Jacob replied and he said, well, these were the gifts to favor you, you know, to favor Esau in Esau's sight. Now, perhaps using customary politeness, Esau tries to refuse them, saying that he has enough and that Jacob, you know, should keep it. But Jacob insisted that, however, that Esau take them as evidence that he truly favors Jacob. And Jacob declares that Esau's acceptance of him warrants the gift. And seeing Esau's face, he asserts is like seeing the face of God. So Esau finally agrees. He accepts the gift and invites Jacob to travel with him back to his home in Seir. So as later verses will show, Jacob doesn't want to go that way. Here, however, he doesn't say so. Now, instead, he tells Esau that his company will travel too slowly to keep up. And the children are frail and the nursing animals can't be pushed, and he refuses escort, and basically he says that he will come along at his own pace. Now, once Esau leaves, heading south towards Seir, Jacob travels in the opposite direction. Now, he ends up heading north, and then he ends up building a permanent structure at Sekoth, and then eventually west, sitting up, setting up the camp outside of the city of Shechem. In fact, Jacob's purchase... Uh, Jacob purchases the land he is in, you know, that he's camped on from the people of Shechem and then builds an altar to the Lord there, just as Abraham had done many years before. 
And so in closing, Jacob's presence near Shechem will not be peaceful. However, as we get into chapter 34, possibly tomorrow, but more than likely on Sunday, it describes a very terrible story of, you know, violation and revenge, which will shape the destiny of the tribes of Israel. And so that is the full summation of chapter 33. But boy, what a great reunion. You know, here, you know, Jacob is expecting, you know, to be destroyed by his brother, but yet is met with weeping and tears and joy, right? I mean, it, it's a great reunion. It is an absolutely great reunion. And I'm, uh, you know, it's just, I'm sure it was something that he didn't expect. But anyways, but um, yeah, so there you go. So we're going to close this out in prayer and then we'll get right back at it on the other side here after a couple of minutes. I'm like looking at the chat. Everybody's talking about the beautiful weather. It has been beautiful. I see down there, what, in Missouri, 85 degrees. Uh, Nancy was saying they got a dozen asparagus that popped up today. That's pretty cool. Good for you guys. Um, I'm seeing, let's see here. I know Rietta was saying it got pretty cool out there in California. What was it today, Rietta? Destry saying it was 40 degrees in Fairbanks. Hey, that's like a summer day for you guys. Considering when you went back to Alaska, it was like, what, negative six? So that's like a big jump. Um, Rietta says 60 degrees, maybe. Wow. Wow, man, 60. That's crazy. Yeah, we hit about, my thermostat hit about 83 degrees at one point. I had to drive up the Cadillac to deliver some gas. And it, uh, yeah, it showed 83 degrees on the uh, thermostat. So that was, it was pretty warm, still warm. I actually got a sunburn yesterday sitting out in my yard. So anyways, but uh, yeah, 83, Rietta, 83 is what we hit here in Michigan. Ain't that something else? But uh, so anyway, so let's end this in prayer and then we'll start the next show. So Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you for this gathering of this great community. Um, I couldn't ask for better people here. And we ask for your favor. And we ask that you can help grow this community continuously. And I see that the channel is always at, you know, we're always growing new members. And I see we have new listeners all the time, new subscribers. And I do appreciate that. Here's the thing. I know we're not going anywhere. So I know that we'll end up, uh, one day probably being so big, <laughs> I might be able to do this full time and, uh, which would be great. Um, but you know, everything in your, your time, Lord, we thank you for all the people here. We want to say this was a beautiful story that we read. We love hearing stories like this. I know there's a lot of war sometimes that we read about in the Bible, but it's really good to hear a story of a reunion of two brothers, um, two brothers that departed one of them so angry he wanted to murder the other. And 20 years later just shows that, you know, with enough time and a softening of a heart that a reunion, which could be possibly thought by someone to be a bad, you know, a bad situation potentially ends up being the most joyful event in their life. Um, almost to, again, the equivalent of seeing the face of God. And that's a beautiful story. So we thank you for that story, Father. And uh, we just pray and we just ask that you always guide us each and every day. And we thank you for the beautiful weather. And uh, we just pray for a good summer going forward and a good rest of 2023. And we just pray that you guide our thoughts, our words, as well as our actions.
And we pray that those actions fall in line with your great divine plan, Father. So we pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And um, so we're going to close us out and we will be right back. All right. And if we don't see you on the other side, like I said, just a reminder, tomorrow um, I'm going to be driving down to Indianapolis with a coworker of mine. We're leaving at 3.30 in the morning to go get a couple of new trucks. Indianapolis is quite the jaunt from us. We're not expected to get back to about 5, 5.30. So there possibly will be no show tomorrow, just FYI. And Sunday I have a county assembly meeting. So I won't be doing a 7 p.m. show, but I will do at least a Bible podcast, a Bible reading. It'll probably be right when I get home, more than likely. So just FYI, you know, usually county week, you know, we kind of got two things going on at one time. (laughs) Got work stuff on Saturday and then, of course, you know, county meeting on Sunday. So forgive me, you know, but uh, hopefully one day, one day I would be able to do this full time where we won't have these type of interruptions and and uh, gaps between shows, you know, from one day to the next. That's the, well, it's the challenging about what I do, guys. You know, it's sometimes I just can't control the schedule. So it is what it is. But one day, you know, one day in God's timing. So, which by the way, don't forget the website, www.hishardline.com. If you want to email the show, it's hishardline at gmail.com. All right, we'll see you on the other side. God bless. And suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? You of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds of the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled. Who can this be that even the winds of the sea obey him?